Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Thanks for being with us today, whether you're in the room or whether you're worshiping online. It's great to see you today. There is joy in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And there is joy in his house. And that's where we are today. So will you stand with us this morning? If you're at home, can we worship together and celebrate the fact that there is joy in the house of the Lord? Oh 
we shout out your praise. Come on and give the Lord a shout of praise. There is joy in the house of the Lord. God, we thank you for the privilege of being in your house today. And Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would move among us and in us. Speak to us, God, today. Encourage us by your word, by the words that we sing, the songs that we sing together. God, encourage us by your Holy Spirit today. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Well, come on and give praise again to the Lord, and then you can be seated. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Amen. Well, again, we welcome you to Christ the Cornerstone, and thank you so much for being here with us uh, on this weekend. This is the last weekend before the time change, and uh, on Tuesday night, uh, the sun will set at 6.01 p.m., and then by the next weekend, the sun will set at 7 o'clock. Can I get an amen from the congregation? I don't care if I have to lose an hour's sleep. Mm, Yeah, that happens next weekend, by the way, so uh, set your clocks for next weekend. Uh, Well, we thank you for being here. If you're new, uh, if you're in the room with us and you're new or you've only been here a few times, we want to extend a special welcome to you. Uh, A couple of things we invite you to do. First of all, there's a Connect card right where you're seated. If you would just fill that out and let us know that you're new uh, and then drop that in one of the baskets on your way out. Also, when you leave the room today after the service on the left side of the mall is our Connect Central. We encourage you to stop by there, pick up a free gift. We have some folks in the church that want to meet you and uh, give you information about uh, some of the ministries. In fact, all of the ministries pretty much that we have going on here, here at CTC and how you can get involved in serving in ministry. If you're new and you're online, there's a button in the upper right-hand corner of the screen that says, I'm new here. It'll take you to a Connect card that will, uh, that's, a, that's an I'm new here card. And uh, again, if you would just give us a couple of pieces of basic information so we can connect with you and thank you for your visit and we promise not to uh, misuse that information. Now, if you're a regular attender, either online or in the building, you can take that same Connect card and let us know you're here, who's worshiping with you. If you have prayer requests or praise reports, uh, you can put any and all of that stuff uh, on that Connect card and then again, drop it in one of the baskets on your way out, either at the back of the room or in the uh, in the hallways and in the uh, mall area out there. Also on your table is our monthly bulletin uh, where you can find out uh, some of the events that we have coming up in the next few weeks and uh, make a note of that. You can take that with you, hang it on your refrigerator. On the front side of that is a place where you can take notes uh, in a few minutes when uh, Pastor Roger comes to bring the message. All right? That's a lot of information. Did you get all that? Good. All right, now let's take a couple minutes and uh, catch up on some of the events that are going on around our church. Hey, everyone. My name is Lynn. Welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. Our mission here at CTC is to love God and love people so that everyone can experience his life-changing love. We have a lot going on at our campuses, so we wanted to take a few minutes and get you caught up. On the first Wednesday of every month, our men get together for dinner and fellowship at a local restaurant. 
Our next men's dinner is coming up this Wednesday, March 6th at 6 p.m. at Legend Restaurant next to Newcastle County Airport. We encourage all men to be there and bring a friend with you for great fellowship and food. Men from both campuses are welcome. To learn more, you can contact Kevin Sturgis at 302-824-5625. Our women's ministry is hosting a game day on Sunday, March 17th from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Bear Campus. All women are invited to come and bring someone with you. There will be food, games, and great fellowship. We need your help providing refreshments for this event. If you're able to bring food, please contact Fran Stone at franbstone at gmail.com. As Easter approaches, we are excited to tell you about our Easter extravaganza coming up on Saturday, March 23rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Bear Campus. There will be a number of different activities that your children can participate in, including hunting for Easter eggs. We need staff for setup, registration, craft and food tables, and cleanup. If you would like to be a part of our team for this event, send an email to lpoindexter at ctcde.church and we will get you connected. In preparation for this, we also need your help with donating small, individually wrapped candies. You can place your donation in the barrel in the mall at Bear now until March 20th. Thanks for being here today. Our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. You can find more information about all of our events by going to ctcde.church. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Have a great week. everybody. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. We're so glad that you're here with us in the room. Glad that you're with us online. I want to say something uh, about Sunday, the first Sundays of the month at Christ the Cornerstone. It's a communion Sunday. A couple of things that is an old tradition for us that on communion Sundays, we invite people to bring a, a non-perishable food item to share with our, at our food pantry that gets used and helps other people. So every communion Sunday, uh, there's, there's, there are wagons out in the mall area by the doors, and you're invited to bring something to share. Usually, I mention that on the, on the weekend call that goes out on Thursday nights or Fridays, but I have forgotten to do that for a while. The other thing about Communion Sundays is that um, we invite all of our families to worship together during the whole service. And so we plan some special things during the services so that the, the young children will still be involved. Of course, the youngest children, there's still nursery care uh, for them. But we, we want to emphasize the importance of families worshiping, uh, worshiping together. Uh, and so on on. These Sundays, uh, Communion Sundays, we like you to be together. And we always enjoy having the children in the services uh, with us for the whole time. On your table or on the chair beside you is this little card uh, that says CTC's Board of Elders. And this is a nomination form. If you know somebody who might, uh, or you, you can nominate yourself if you're interested in serving Christ the Cornerstone Church, serving God uh, by being a member of our Board of Elders. 
uh, you can fill that out or you can nominate someone else to do that. So we're opening the nominations for the month of March. So um, pray about that and ask God if that's uh, something that uh, he's asking you to, to do. There is a process. Once you're nominated, doesn't mean that you're on the board, but there's a process that the board follows in order to, to elect new uh, board members to it. There are, there are nine of us uh, serving on the board together right now. And I don't know, I just asked Charlotte to go out. Dad, maybe you need to go look where Charlotte went. <laughs> but out in the mall area is a big white box, plastic box. And uh, the scout, our scouting ministry is collecting shoes. And you can, so we're encouraging you to, to bring uh, any used, gently used shoes, whether they're sports, sneakers, high heels, whatever. They'll, they'll take shoe, they'll take any kind of shoes uh, to help other, to help other folks. So that big white box, I'd ask Charlotte to go get it. I thought it would just take her a second to go get it and bring it up here so I could bring it. But we'll, we'll celebrate when Charlotte brings the box in. Or maybe somebody moved it and she just can't find it. I don't know where it went. Finally, uh, let's take time this morning to, uh, to remember uh, the God's instructions for us to give and to trust. There it is. Come on, Charlotte. To trust God. Bring it right up here, Charlotte. <laughs> to trust God. We're going to read a scripture uh, in just a second. Thanks, Charlotte. Bring it right here to me. This is the box. So when you see this great big box, boy, that shines bright on the screen. When you see this box, it's just a reminder. So collect some shoes and bring them here. And uh, during the week, anytime during the week or on weekends, you can drop shoes off. That's a great, a great thing to do. Thank you, Charlotte, for going to get that box. Uh, let's stand together as we read this scripture together, and then we'll get back to worshiping God. The scripture, let's read it. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food for my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Let's pray together as we as we worship God. Father, we do thank you for your word. You teach us these things and we trust you, God. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to gather together in your presence. And now, God, as we worship you with our voices, we worship you with, with, our, with our bodies, whether we're standing, whether we're sitting, whether we're raising our hands, whether we're kneeling, whether we're just using our ears to just soak in the sound, of worship. Come and inhabit the praises of your people. Help us to experience you this morning. Soften our hearts so that we can be ready to receive the word that you've got for us today, that we may leave this place filled, encouraged, built up, lifted up, strengthened to live the life that you want us to live. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 There's something powerful in our words. There's something powerful in spoken word. There's something powerful in words and melody and text, lyric and harmony. That when we sing together, we lift our voices together as a symphony of praise. God receives that and there is power in that. And today we worship the one who has never lost. We worship a champion. We worship the God of the entire universe. 
as we lift our voices in song and praise to Him today. There is power in that act. We bring that praise to you today, God. I've tried so hard to see it. It took me so long to believe it. That you choose someone like me to carry your victory. Perfection could never earn it. You give what we don't deserve, and you take the broken things and raise them to glory.
Hallelujah. Seated in heavenly places with Him who has conquered it all. Now, if you have a little bit of trouble believing what you're singing in part of that bridge, the second part of that bridge, I love that. When I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. And you're like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just a regular person. How does that happen? I want to draw your attention to Mark chapter 11, verse 23. It says, basically, this is my paraphrase a little bit. But if anyone says to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, he will have whatsoever he says. Now, this doesn't promote any kind of name it, claim it theology or culture or anything like that. It's just saying that there is power in the words that we speak, that we sing. There is power in the word of God. And that's what he tells us. If there's this mountain in your life and you want it to be removed, you just believe in your heart and say, go away. Because why? We have the authority that Jesus has given us. It's not because of us. It's not because we've earned some way to make that happen. It's because we have the authority that Jesus has given us. And today, when we see that in the Word, we know that we worship the same God who said those words thousands of years ago. From the very beginning, we worship the God who was, and is, and is to come. He's always the same. I'm calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. I know that you will keep your covenant. I'm calling on the God of
It's your faithfulness I'm standing on Never changes Thank you, Lord You heard your children then You hear your children now You are Come on, that's good news for somebody today You are the same God You answered prayers back then
You're the same God. How we need you now, yeah. Calling on the Holy Spirit, Almighty River, come and fill me again. Is that your prayer today? Sing it. Come and fill me again. Come and fill me. Come and fill me. Come and fill us today, Holy Spirit. To the person or people who's saying, Oh God, my God, I need you. Stand. Stand on those promises. Stand on those promises. But God says to you who are calling on the God of Jacob, calling on the God who frees and saves and sets free, stand on my promises. Stand on my word. Stand. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us to stand on your word today as you meet us here in this place. Can't go back to the beginning. Can't control what tomorrow will bring. But I know here in the middle Is the place where you promised to be. Not enough, unless you come, will you meet me here again? Because all I all you are, will you meet me here again? Here we are, Lord, standing on your word and on your promises. As I walk now through the valley, let your love rise above every fear. Like the sun shaping the shadow, in my weakness your glory And I'm not enough unless you come. 
ourselves in your presence today so that as your Holy Spirit has spoken to us that we can stand stand on your word and on your promises because you've never left us come on sing this not for a minute oh and not for a minute was I forsaken the Lord is in this place the Lord is in this place
directly into this next song. I just felt the urging of the Holy Spirit to do that because now I want to come back and talk about that. Because sometimes in our lives, here is a physical location. Here I am, Lord. Will you meet me here again at 3135 Summit Bridge Road or wherever you live or wherever you work? Will you meet me here again? Sometimes here is a set of circumstances. Here I am again in this situation, Lord. Or here I am again in a situation that I don't see a way out of. But when we proclaim, oh God, my God, I need you. And then the Holy Spirit prompts Debbie to say, stand on my word. And then we together sing these words. I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? Here in this building, here in my circumstances, here in the midst of a difficult situation on my job or in my family or in a relationship, wherever here is, we can stand on his promises because they are true and they do not lie. Do you believe that today? Let's give the Lord praise today and let's rejoice in the fact that he chooses to speak to us. We have his word. We have the Word. We have the Bible that we can read. But once in a while, He speaks through us just to remind us and encourage us that, hey, I haven't forgotten about you. I know where you are. I know what you're going through. I see you. And I know it's important to you. And God is just saying today, I got you. I got you. I will never let you go. So God, today, as we stand on your word, as we stand on your promises, as we listen to your word from our pastor today, God, we pray that you would continue to move in this building, in this place. We continue to move where we're watching online, whether it's today or weeks down the road. Let your Holy Spirit continue to move in us in these moments together. We give you honor and glory for all of it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping. You can be seated. Beautiful time. I want to invite the children, if you would come and sit up here with me, uh, have some conversation, got some questions. Got any? Come on, come on. Don't be shy. Let's, let's go. I have a question for you. Last Friday, I uh, met with some of our kids. Come on, just have a seat. Here facing me. Come on, here comes Nolan. He's going to run away soon. Good morning, everybody. Great to see you. Hello, hello, hello. Good to, good to see you. I want you to think about, and grown-ups, you can think about this too, because I know, I know all of you are paying attention anytime we talk with kids. You know, I you know you're paying attention too. That's why we do these things during the, during the message. I want you to think about a time in your, in your life. You know, you've been living all your whole life. <laughs> Think of a time that was difficult, maybe scary, maybe somebody got sick, a serious sickness, or there was something happened in the family that made you feel sad. You know, we all experience those kinds of times, even, even the grown-ups, and we've had, the grown-ups have had many more years to feel those kinds of experiences. Here are a couple examples. I met with the kids in our school on Friday uh, morning. 
And we talked about this, too, and they had a couple ideas that might be examples uh, of times that we, that we feel like, hmm, I don't know what's going on, I'm, I'm a little bit scared. Somebody mentioned that when, a, when one of the grandparents died, that was a sad time for the family. Somebody else uh, mentioned a few years ago, she said, I remember a time when the tornado blew my roof off, the, off of our house. That was scary. And I remember that just a few years ago here. And our church responded in, in ways. We went and visited people. We took bottles of water. We helped clean, helped people clean up their houses. That's a scary time. I remember when I was about your age, my dad lost his job. That was a scary time for my family. Even though I was 10 and I was, I was, I was about your age, I wasn't worried about what was going on because I trusted that mom and dad would uh, would help, would, would have a plan, but I also trusted that God would too. And what I didn't know is that mom and dad were really trusting God to provide a new job for dad. We ended up having to leave our home and move to a new town, and I had to go to a new school. That's all scary stuff for a kid to go through. Can you think of a time in, in your own life or in your own family when something like that might have happened? Any thoughts, any ideas? Well, don't tell, don't tell us their name, but yeah, it can be someone you know. Yeah. We got, got enough? Uh-huh. Right. Okay. All right. So a time when a tornado came and they lost power in their house and they needed to stay at your house for, for some time. That was great. Right. You were you, you, you woke up in the middle of the night during the storm and and you opened the window. Because opened the cur- Oh opened the curtains, I thought because everybody opens the window. I thought you were gonna reach out and grab some rain or something like that. But you just opened the curtains and just at that moment a great big lightning bolt came down and lit everything up. Right. And it lasted for a long time, so everything was like it was daylight, right? That lightning was so bright. It was like it was daytime. And that was, that, was, that was scary. Did you crawl back in bed? Did you go into mom and dad's bed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to say what I did. I don't want to say what I did. Yeah, those are frightening things. But in those kinds of moments, we still trust God to be with us. And in fact, in those kinds of moments, we're, we're particularly saying, God, I need your help. Right? And that's what God wants us to do. There was a, and we don't want to forget that. I want to tell you a story. We're going to read a story in a few minutes from the Bible. But in, but in, the, uh, in this story in the Bible, Jesus had, had just fed 5,000 people. You, might, you probably remember this story. Remember he said, where are you going to get some food? And, and, a, and a boy came and he had a few, two loaves of bread and a few fish or something like that. And they started, Jesus took it and he gave thanks to God and he started breaking it apart. Give a little bit to you, a little bit to you, a little bit to you. S- stop torturing your brother, Colin. <laughs> I know he's the king of the show. And, and, and they fed 4,000 people. And do you remember how many leftovers there were? 
on the, when they fed 5,000 people, the Bible tells us there, was, there were 12 baskets full of leftovers. you believe that? That's amazing. Well, it was a miracle. And all these people got fed. And then, not long after that, Jesus fed another crowd. This time, there were 4,000 people there, not as many. And again, it was some, somebody offered just a little bit of bread or a little bit of food. And they started, they gave thanks to God. They broke it apart and they started sharing it. And they had leftovers from that one. This time, they had seven baskets full. Now, those of you who are good at math, tw- 12 plus 7 is 19. 19 baskets full in these two occasions. Now, if that happened to you, do you think you would remember that Jesus provided? You don't think you would remember that? I mean, it's like, it's like he remembered the lightning bolt. Do you remember the, the, the tornado coming? You know, these kinds of things, I think we would remember this, but the disciples forgot it. And just a couple days after those amazing miracles, the disciples were sitting in a boat and they were going across the Sea of Galilee and they got hungry. They just collected 19 baskets of leftovers a couple days ago. Now, I don't know what they did with the leftovers and apparently they gave them all away. Do you think that they would remember that when we need food, God will provide food to us? But the disciples were sitting in that boat and they got hungry and they started saying to one another, hey, did you bring some bread? Why didn't you bring any bread? I'm getting hungry. Did you bring some bread? Well, come on, we're getting in the boat. Of course, we need some bread. Who? Why did you forget to bring the bread? Where's the bread? And they got arguing with each other. And Jesus knew what they were arguing about. He knew that they were arguing about bread. And he said, come on, guys. Don't worry about bread. You got me here. I'm going to take care of you. And I was amazed as I was reading that story. I was amazed how quickly the disciples forgot what had happened just a few days ago. And how quickly we need to remember that God is always with us. God will help us. And we need to ask God to help us in those. Don't forget that God is here. And what he does in the past, he'll do again. And he helps us with all these things. I got a little prayer that I'd like you to repeat with me, okay? Maybe grown-ups can repeat this prayer with me also. But I'll say it phrase by phrase. And we do this a lot in our school. So just repeat this after me, would you? Dear Jesus, sometimes we remember sad days. Sometimes we remember when we are scared. Whatever we remember, help us always remember that you love us. Help us remember that you died on the cross to forgive us. Help us follow you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Miss April has a little handout for you guys. During the, while I'm talking with the grown-ups, you can fill out this handout. But never forget, we're going to talk about forgetting. We're going to talk about remembering things from our past. So you guys can go back to your seats. Thanks for coming up. And uh, Miss April will bring you a, a, a thing to talk about. So let's read, let's, let's read that verse. I gave you some context about that scripture. So it comes from the Mark... Chapter 8, 
So let's look at that Mark chapter 8, starting with verse 17. And it, and it jumps in, the scripture jumps in at the point where they're out in the boat and they're arguing over the bread. I mean, I played, I played you know, used the storytelling skills to play up uh, this experience a little bit. And, but listen to Jesus. Jesus is not happy with his disciples arguing. And see if you can tell how, how frustrated, how, how, how perhaps even angry, uh, maybe even disappointed Jesus is with the way his disciples are acting. And, 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 and we need to take this to heart, that Jesus teaches us how to live life. And Jesus expects us to change our ways to go along with trusting in him. He said, Jesus... Mark says, Jesus said, Jesus knew what they were saying. And so he asked, why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Don't you get it? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? Now pause a little bit on that phrase. Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, and Jesus doesn't stop with that, as if he's, point, you know, he's pointing the finger at them. Come on, guys. You got eyes, don't you? Now he's getting a little rude. <laughs> I see that God gave you two eyes. Can't you see? God gave you ears. And can you imagine Jesus reaching over and pulling Peter's ear? <laughs> Maybe it's the one that gets cut off in a few days or weeks or months. Can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? I mean, these are harsh words. If a, if a parent is, is saying these to a child, a parent is frustrated. Or frustrated. <laughs> You're right. Both. Don't you remember anything? If I told you once, I told you a thousand times. Don't you remember anything at all? And then he reminds them, when I fed the 5,000 five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Can you hear them answering? Twelve. <laughs> and, and he keeps going, he keeps pushing. And when I fed 4,000 with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven. Don't you understand yet? Jesus is asking, how long is it going to take? The, the, the Pharisees had just asked Jesus, give us proof of who you are. And the Pharisees wouldn't believe Jesus even after they saw the feeding of the 5,000. They saw the feeding of the 4,000. And these these twelve that Jesus had called, sitting with him in the boat, have absolutely forgotten the proof already that they have seen of who Jesus is. What's it going to take for you? You've already seen it. You've already heard it. The evidence is before you. Now it's time for you to trust it and act. On it. 
what are you going to do? Don't you understand even yet? I want to talk about this word understand. It's used twice in this verse, uh, uh, this section in verse 17. And then he ends it in verse 21. In verse 17, Jesus said, why are you arguing about food? Don't you know or even understand yet? And then he asks the question again. Clearly, this is the point that Jesus is making. It's about understanding. So what does it mean to understand? What does this word understand mean? Is it just an intellectual knowledge? No. It's not a logical thing. This word understand is akin to our English word, in fact, The Greek word has part of this word in it. Synthesis. Or to synthesize. Or to bring together two or three or more. The word symphony has the same sound in it, has the same in it. The word symphony means to bring together sound. So what Jesus is saying, don't you understand yet? You've got to bring together what you're seeing me doing in this world. And isn't that what the whole Bible is all about? It's it's about God acting in real time in people's lives. They witnessed God acting in this world. They told the story of God acting in my life, in their life. The whole Bible gives us that testimony, that witness of what God has done in lives of real people. Real God, real experiences, real people. And we get to hear it. And just as the children sat around me and talked about their experiences, do you believe their experiences? Did the lightning really come? Did the tornado really come? Of course it did. Did Jesus really come? Yes, He did. Did He do these things? Those who were there saw it. And we can trust it. He wants us to bring those past experiences. He wants us to mix them with our past experiences, the good ones and the bad ones. And say, look what I'm doing in your life. Look what you need me to do. Oh God, I need you now. You're bringing together your own life experiences along with the experiences of the others who have faith, along with your your trust in God or your lack of trust of God. You're bringing that together and you're asking questions and you're trying to understand it. It's not a logical thing. It's an experiential thing. That we trust, that we act on. We're synthesizing, we're understanding. To understand, in this sense, means to comprehend, to perceive clearly, to gain insight from. In our series, Together We Grow, we're talking about living our lives together. We had the picture of the, of the redwood trees and the roots that grow together and how we hold each other up. And, and what we're talking about today in growing together, growth comes when we remember our past experiences, good and bad, and we mix them, we, we bring it together with God's truth, with His Scripture, with, with the testimony that we hear of others, and God causes us to grow. 
we have to remember our past experiences. Oof. For some of us, that's extremely difficult and extremely painful. And many of us have worked very hard to forget our past experiences. And I don't, I, I, I don't, if you need help to do that, get the help that you need to do that. Many of us have been traumatized by life's experiences, but even those experiences, God desires to bring good out of those experiences. God desires for us to endure through those experiences so that God can show us, okay, that was then, this is now. And the difference that makes between then and now is me. Jesus is saying, let me in your life to redeem that pain, and I'll make it good. I'll bring the healing. I'll bring hope. I'll provide you. I mentioned my parents and my dad losing his job. And it wasn't just his job. He lost the farm. He lost the land. He lost the house. We had to move to a new farm. He had no money for that. I've shared parts of this story in the past. The, the, the last paycheck Dad got from a little job that he had, that check, the, the, the employer's check bounced. Mom had already paid bills on the p- payroll check that Dad had just deposited. The banker saw what was happening because it was the same bank that for, for the employer and the employee. And the banker called my grandmother who was who was at the same bank and said, this is what happened. Your your grandchildren are, are in trouble. He didn't even call my parents. The banker didn't call my parents. The banker called my grandmother and said, can you transfer some money into your daughter's bank account so that her checks don't bounce? What banker would do that today? <laughs> They'd probably get arrested if they did. <laughs> but I believe that's God working things out. That's coming together to grow together. Frightening time for my mom and dad, who at that time were younger than I am right now, by probably 20 years. Yeesh. Now, I remember, I was 10 years old. But I remember that experience. But now that I'm older and I have much more life experience, I'm still remembering what mom and dad went through at that time. And I'm still gaining lessons from it. Because when I have a difficult time paying my bills or I've spent too much money over here or something happens and I didn't get this, I'm saying, God, I need your help. And my faith is stronger. Remember the scripture that we read James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of all kinds, because you know that those trials produce endurance. They make you wait. And don't rush out of the waiting. And then the next verse says, so let endurance have its I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but but I'm paraphrasing in almost a a literal way from, from the ancient language. So let endurance work fully in you. Do you hear what I said? Let endurance work. What do you mean let endurance work? Endurance is doing nothing. No. 
Endurance is letting God do the work. Yeah, you might still have to look for a job. You might have to cut back the budget. You might have to do this. You might have to go to a doctor (laughs) while you're waiting for a healing. Or whatever. But you're waiting for God to bring what only God can bring. And you are enduring. And it's working. And and then the scripture says, uh, And let endurance complete its work. So that you can be complete, whole, lacking nothing. This is, this, this is, this is what I call our full salvation. This goes beyond just the forgiveness of my sins. This goes, this goes toward God recreating me to be the person that He intended me to be. Restoring. We think of the book of Job and how in the end, Job endured and in the end, God provided so much more than what Job had had in beginning. That's where endurance leads us to being mature, complete, whole, lacking nothing. Trust God to do this. Here's here's the main phrase that I want you to get out of this message as we're growing together. And it's God uses past experiences to help us mature as disciples. Don't neglect your past experiences because God is using them to help us. I think that's what the whole Bible is telling us. Mark reveals these two miraculous signs of feeding. In both passages, in chapter 6, he feeds the 5,000, and here in chapter 8, he feeds the, the 4,000. And Mark tells us these, 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 two, these two occasions. And as Mark tells both stories, he's using the same language to tell the story. Let, let, let me use some of the words that he, he does. There are some steps that Mark has in the plot of this story. First, he says, Jesus, in both situations, told the people... Uh, first, he said, how much bread do you have? Jesus recognized the need. The people are hungry. And Jesus said, how much bread do you have? What have you got? Jesus takes an assessment of the situation. And we can be real with Jesus. He said, Jesus, I need this. Jesus, this isn't working. Jesus, I'm, I, I feel guilty. Jesus, I'm, I'm depressed. Jesus, something's whatever. You can name it honestly to Jesus. And then Jesus told the people to sit down. <laughs> Sometimes we just need to be told to sit down. Jesus took the loaves. He took what was offered to him. He received it. Jesus told them to sit down. He took the loaves of bread. He gave thanks to God. Both stories, very clear. He took, he gave thanks, he broke the bread. He took, he gave thanks, he broke the bread, he gave it to the people. Does that sound familiar? Anything that we're going to do in a few minutes? In fact, when I was in seminary and I was learning the liturgy of the church and, and, and learning, learning the, the, the process of communion, these are the words that were taught to me. Take, break, nope, take, thank, break, 
and give. What Jesus is doing with thousands of people, He's having communion with them. He's communing with them. And here we have this sacrament before us this morning. That's why we call it a sacrament, because it is a, it is a sacred moment when we are encountering the divine God, especially in this act. Ask me to describe it any further than that, and we'll have to sit down and pull out some theology books and talk about things that would take way too long. But that's, let's just leave it at that for today. We are experiencing the presence of God. We're bringing together, remember, synthesis, understanding. We're bringing together the divine one with our very real life experiences. And I invite you to do that today with intentionality. Maybe this morning what you need to bring together before you receive this sacrament is some kind of a prayer, some kind of a conversation with God that perhaps says, God, this is what I need. God, I've been on the fence about who you are. And just as those disciples have seen the evidence, just as the Pharisees and the Sadducees have seen the evidence of who you are, they still haven't decided to trust in you. They haven't pulled it all together. But Jesus, I think it's time for me to do that with you. And so, I, Jesus, I want to just take this moment today and say, I do trust in you. I believe that you died on the cross to forgive me of my sins. And I want to live a life in your presence every day. And I don't know how I'll do that, but I trust just like every day I wake up and I take a new breath. Every day I wake up, I take some more food. Every day, God, I want to wake up and take, have, have you with me. So I'm going to learn how to follow you, Jesus. Maybe you've made that kind of decision a long time ago and Maybe you, like the disciples, were arguing with another disciple or arguing with somebody else or, or your heart got hardened against the truth of God and, it's, and Jesus is saying, come on. You got ears. You got eyes. But your heart is too hard. Maybe your heart, maybe your prayer this morning needs to be, Jesus, I know I'm not getting it. <laughs> And I decided long ago to follow you, but there's something that's changed, God, and I need you in my life, and I'm not getting it. Soften my heart, Jesus. So that when you show me something, I'll see it. When you tell me something, I'll hear it. That's my invitation to you this morning. I'm going to invite those who are going to share in serving communion, if you would come. Uh, forward now and let's all stand together as we say together the Apostles Creed the Apostles Creed is a is is an affirmation of our faith it's an opportunity for us to confess our faith and I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth so so if you're if you don't don't say this <laughs> if you don't mean it but it is an opportunity for us all to say once again yes Jesus I do believe, I do trust in you. Let's say the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. 
He is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's take a moment and I invite you to pray quietly. Remember the invitation that I gave you. And I'll break our our silence by asking us to pray together the Lord's Prayer. Let's take a moment of silent prayer. Jesus, we're standing on your promises this morning. And we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus Christ, we trust our sins are forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving us new life. We remember you. And we pray, God, that as we receive this bread and this juice, they would be for us, your body and your blood, transforming our lives. Let's pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. This word, remember, means to bring a past experience into a present reality. So we remember that night when Jesus was betrayed that he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this all of you and when you do, remember me and what I have done for you. Take this in remembrance of me. I'm going to invite you. We'll have uh, four places where you can receive the sacrament this morning. And in our church, we welcome anybody that desires to receive this sacrament. Whether you are a member of the church or not, you're welcome to receive this sacrament as a sign of your your trust and your willingness to follow Jesus. And uh, so there will be stations at the uh, either side of the table here. You can come down the center aisle. There will be come down the side aisles to the to the stairs. There will be a station there and a station on this side in front of the steps. I want to encourage you after you receive the communion this morning, if you want to kneel at the platform to pray, you're welcome to do that. If you'd like to go to one of the prayer stations in the back of the room to pray with somebody there, they'll be glad to pray with you there. You're going to receive communion this morning by intinction. That means that I'm inviting you to hold your hands out and let the server break off a piece of the bread. They will put it in your hands. You can take that bread and then you dip that a corner of that bread into the juice and then you may eat it. If you prefer to receive communion this morning from prepackaged 
sets of uh, bread and wafer or wafer and juice. They're here in the small basket is gluten free. And so you're welcome to come uh, receive communion this way. Just give us a moment and we'll get set up in those places and then you'll be invited to come. Filled with wonder, 
sacrifice of your son Jesus God we thank you for your Holy Spirit that's been here with us from the very beginning until this moment so God we pray that as we leave this place today that your spirit would go with us and encourage us and strengthen us to do your work in the world that we live in we thank you God we thank you for all the ways that you make for us to live the life that you've called us to live and God as we continue to grow together in you and in your plan and your purpose for us. Lord, continue to confirm those steps. We pray these things in Jesus' name and everybody say, Amen. If you still want to pray, the altar is still open. You can come and pray. There are folks at the prayer stations. If you're online, you can still meet with uh, someone to pray for several more minutes. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Have a great week.